Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. It's basically a new era on Bravo right now. It's premiere week. We got three premieres in one week, and we got episode two of Beverly Hills. Now, y'all, I'm going to come back this week to try to talk about some of the other reality shows, or next week I'll bring a guest on to, you know, talk about Basketball Wives, Orlando and L.A., talk about House of Villains, talk about some of the other stuff, Love Island, that we're enjoying, and y'all know I'm going to have some Love Island guests on soon enough. Don't worry about that. But... It's a special week on Bravo, and it was just BravoCon, so I'm focusing on Bravo this episode. I'm kicking it off with uh, the new episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and then I'm just going down the week. We talk about Miami. We talk about the premiere of Potomac. We talk about the premiere of Married to Medicine and Phaedra and Heavenly and Quad and Toya and Simone and Jackie. We talk about all of that, okay? This was fun to talk about. Before you get into this episode... Drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know, we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2. The podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! feels good to be here again okay i have a lot more energy and strength than i had the last time i recorded okay look i've been fighting for my life okay but i've recovered the past well been recovering the past week okay that first time i did episode you know the week before that hospital the uh the last week i recorded but was kind of fighting for my life because i was still recovering child but i'm okay now okay i'm good it feels good and the show's the shows are good, okay? We kind of in our our new era. We got a new crop of shit. It's been premiere week. We got Beverly Hills again. We got Miami is back. We got uh, 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 Potoma then premiered. We got Married to Medicine with Phaedra and Sweet Tea. Like, it, it's good, okay? I'm, I'm enjoying the things. You know what? Okay, let me tell you this. I'm behind still on Salt Lake City. I think I've missed two episodes. I'll watch those and then I'll do like a midweek episode or something and I'll talk about those at some point or I'll just save it with a guest and we'll talk about them at some point. I keep hearing something about Monica and her mama and her mama being real disrespectful and you know how I feel about disrespectful ass parents, okay? I need to see that. I'm gonna see it for myself. I'm gonna rant about it. I'm gonna watch it, okay? Don't worry about it. But I also... Got to catch up on both of the Basketball Wives and uh, House of Villains. Both of them, I've seen like all the clips online. I've been thoroughly entertained. Let me tell you something. 
Tiffany New York Pollard. Y'all, if you got kids in the room, just cover their ears for five seconds. She called Omarosa a dick-sucking, cum-guzzling, Republican cunt. <laughs> and I sleep better at night knowing you're not in the White House. Goodness gracious. I got to catch up on that damn show. I know they tickled me between her, between Omarosa, between Tanisha, and between Bobby Lights. And Johnny Bananas, it's a lot going on, okay? And I'm here for it. I got to catch up on the things. I don't know if Jack's uh, big nose ass is still in that house, but I'm going to find out for all you Bravo fans, okay? I'm going to catch up, and I'm going to find out, okay? So that's that's kind of my little update. I got to watch all of those, and then I got to catch up on Salt Lake City, and then I'm ready. But I did watch a host of shows this week to talk to y'all about, okay? I kind of want to just talk to myself. I wanted to, you know, just shout into the vortex for a little bit instead of recording with a guest. Plus... This past week, if y'all don't know, this weekend was uh, BravoCon. And so I wasn't about to try to, you know, go around somebody's schedule and record. Most of the people at BravoCon, y'all know me. Look, I, one year, I'm going to consider going to BravoCon. I will. I figure the easiest thing for me to do will either be a location that I barely ever go to or that I've never been to and want to go to. And then maybe that'll entice me to go to BravoCon. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I never feel incentivized. Like, I don't like being that close to the people I watch on TV. And then I, I don't know. It feels weird. Like, you know, it's weird because like a Comic Con, I'll spend like thousands to try to get there. My hotel, my costume, all the kind of stuff. I like. I'll prepare for a Comic Con. Bravo Con. I, I don't know. I just don't want to see y'all like that like not y'all like the listeners like y'all as in like the people i watch on tv like i don't want to see y'all like that they post all the stuff on social media so like the important stuff i see i don't know i guess it's paying for the photo ops and stuff that's fun maybe if like well I, okay i will say like the influences like you know emily our good friend over at she speaks bravo like i think like a lot of the stuff was like sponsored by people so like you know you go to a wendy's event or you go to like a, a raising cane event so like that's fun like she's there she's having a great time bravo while black k and aaron bravo we're black i'm sorry uh k and aaron they're there like everybody is there like the people's is out okay i just i don't know taria was there we go I don't know. Maybe one something. I feel like something will click one year, and I'll maybe I'll be like, you know what? Ooh, that seems fun. I want to go. Otherwise, I'm okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm okay. Maybe you know what? Let's do a reality TV con. Let's do that and unscript the con. Something like that, where it's not just Bravo. Cause like going to see this thing, like Bravo people every year seems. I don't know to me. You know, like Comic-Con, that's all the people's. Like, that's the independent companies. That's Marvel. That's DC. Like, that's everybody, okay? That's everybody, okay? It's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know what? Let me stop. Let me stop talking about it because I might go one year. Maybe if they say, like, BravoCon, Dubai. You know, I might go to that because that's like, okay, that's traveling. That's a... That'll be too expensive. They're not going to do that. But that'll be like, you know, travel, a little vacation on the side. Child, I probably wouldn't go to none of the damn panels. I'll be shaking my ass on the beach somewhere. Shake that ass, Drake. And shake that ass for me. Come on, Sexy Red. I know that's right. Child, let me get into these shows, okay? I'm just going to kind of go through the week as it progressed. I'm going to kick it off with our girls over there in Beverly Hills with their big scamming asses. 
Dorit and Erica meet. Erica apologized because she didn't know that, you know, at BravoCon, speaking of BravoCon, at BravoCon last year, she got on stage, you know. Dorit, I'm a showman. She got on stage, and when Andy asked her who does he think uh, the next couple is at a breakup, something to that effect, she's like, PK and Dorit. PA, you know, all that. She said them. That really uh, hurt Dorit's feelings because apparently her and PK was really going through some shit, child. So. You know, she apologized because she didn't know that they were going through some legacy changes. And this is when we find out, like, unwillingly. I don't know why the hell she volunteered this information when she could have kept it to herself. Because, girl, like, you just a walking target at this point. She is in Dorit, got robbed again. She went to the bank, pulled out $10,000 in cash to go shopping and got robbed in the grocery store, child. Now, look. I got a lot of questions, okay? Was it, like, was it 10000 like, for some sugar-free Jello and some lean ground beef? You know, like, the 9 to 10%. You know, was it that? Was it shopping to go to Gucci and Louis Vuitton? Was it a, a Publix? Was it a Walmart? Like, wh- I got questions. I feel like we need follow-up answers from Dorit because... Girl, how you, why are you getting robbed so much? Like, I, and that's coming from somebody, I feel like I can say it because I live in Memphis. Like, if anybody should be getting robbed that much, it should be me, not you, Dorit. Why are you constantly getting robbed this much? Why are you constantly getting robbed? Why are you constantly getting robbed? I don't understand. Like, and why would you, okay. You know what? This probably above my tax bracket because that man gave her a, a, a damn necklace that cost so damn much on this episode, but... Why? I think it was a $5 million necklace, child. I'm sure PK brought that shit right back. <laughs> he snatched that shit right off her neck like dude did in uh, Pretty Woman and took that shit the fuck back. But why? Uh, I just don't get it. Like, what did you need to pull out 10000 for? Like, your debit cards don't work? Your Amex one swiping? Like, I, was the strip bad? The chip reader was broke? Like, why did you need to pull out 10000 in cash? To go shopping. I just don't get it. I don't know, Dorit. Dorit, you you might need to hire security. Like, no, I'm not even be not even being funny. I'm for real. You need to hire some of them security guards that be on Zeus, okay? They know when to let the girls fight, and they know when to jump in and break it up, okay? They good at their job. Hire some of them Zeus security guards. Ooh, hire the big one that look like the daddy from uh Moana. That's the one you need to hire, okay? You you know what? Cause I know I know PK ain't laying none down. He look like he can lay a little bit of pipe. So then you can you can look you can cure up a lot of things with that. You can get your love life back on track. You ain't got to worry about nobody stealing your ten thousand out your purse. I didn't spend too much time on this topic. You know what? Boundary. Sudden meets with a matchmaker. Child. Sudden says she doesn't get second dates because she doesn't dress slutty. Child, that ain't why. It's because you be wearing them thick-ass Kenneth Cole sweaters <laughs> with pictures of cats on them. That's why. It Look, it sudden, there is like a big spectrum when it comes to clothes. You ain't got to be slutty, but you ain't got to wear sweaters with cats on them. Like, it's a whole spectrum between it. Just stay out of the men's section in Macy's and get you a nasty blouse. Like, just get you a nasty, like, sheer kind of blouse and throw you, like, a fitted blazer over it. Like, something, something like Jenna Lyons wore to the New York reunion. Now, hers was a little manly, I'll admit, but, like, you can tailor it. And, like, you know, you wear some nice suits, son. You can figure it out. Child, son can't find nobody because she's richer than all these men, and she's scared they're going to steal her money. And guess what? 
Bitch, I don't blame you, okay? Do not let the men take your money. Sudden, run, girl, run. I don't blame you, Sudden. Now, look, I'm going to tell you right now, the pickings, they quite slim out here. And that's in my age bracket, Sudden. They even... Uh, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound how it sounded, but I'm just saying, because, you know, as you get older, more people are coupled off. Now, if you want to go even older, then some some spouses might have died at this point sudden. So you can get like one of them and then he might have some money because he not not insurance money. I'm not saying that, but like he you know, he might be retired. He had his own career. You say you want him to be tall. Sudden we can make this work. It's just it's. You got to get about them cat sweaters. Stop wearing them thick-ass Kinnacold cat sweaters and you'll be fine. I promise you. I can promise you that, Sutton, okay? We're not giving up on you. We're going to find you a man. Dorit getting in Kyle's car and immediately clocking her tea was hilarious to me, okay? She said, I feel like you've been hiding some shit. And she have, okay? That lady got a whole-ass girlfriend. Dorit, mind your business. If she want to invite you to bump coochies with them one day, she'll do that. But she don't want to do that. From what we can tell, you ain't her type, Dorit, okay? Kyle like her women to look like Adam Levine with a wig on, okay? <laughs> you are not her damn type, so just leave it alone. Anyway... She picked Dorit up because PK had like a whole anniversary surprise for her where he wants to treat Dorit like a prostitute, apparently. <laughs> okay, that's dramatic to say, but so is Dorit. He like wants to do something, pretty woman. Like he wants to like, I don't know if he wants to recreate the movie or if the movie has like special meaning to them. I don't know what it is, but. It's weird as fuck to me, okay? Let me leave it alone. I just, maybe I'm the only person that finds all of this weird, but whatever. He had Kyle take her to the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, lovely hotel, and like take her up to the room where they had lots of food and wardrobe and stylists and all that kind of stuff. I honestly would have reacted how the way, like the way Dorit reacted. I hate surprises. Like, uh-uh, tell me what's going on because you probably did something wrong. And I need to know about it because I'm going to need to fix it soon, okay? The perils of being a Beyonce Virgo, I'm telling y'all. When Dorit came down in that dress, that's when I really got creeped out because, like, what you doing? Like, what what's going on? Like, it all, I don't know. He was trying to, like, she was looking like the main character, Julie Roberts, from Pretty Woman. And I don't know, I just found all this weird. Maybe for, for a married couple, I don't know. It, it was weird to me. I need y'all, y'all drop down, give me a five-star rating and review or drop down uh, in the Q&A section of Spotify. And y'all tell me, like, I, is this weird? Am I making this up? Am I crazy? I don't know. I just, it weirded me the fuck out. I don't know. Sudden invited Garcelle over, you know, just for a little kiki, a little ha-ha, a little tee-tee. And as soon as Garcelle walked in, Sutton said, there's some cornbread on the table. Bitch. <laughs> I know you lying, Sutton. How you know I didn't want some of that uh, bland-ass macaroni and cheese or some of that unseasoned-ass grilled chicken you made? Sutton, Sutton looked like she sprinkled a little pepper on it and called it a day, okay? Let me tell you something. It's four things. Four things that you need to have on your spice rack at the very least okay there's salt there's pepper 
there's seasonal, and then there's garlic powder, okay? Now, when you graduate from the color now, like me, you can graduate to other stuff like onion powder, uh, smoked paprika, uh, cumin, you know, a little uh, 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 cinnamon. You can graduate to those kind of things, okay? But you're not there yet, son. We'll get you there. We're going to get you a man, and we're going to teach you how to cook. Now, I don't know how the hell I started attacking your cooking, but I just feel like, it, it ain't giving what it need to give. And that's okay. Everything don't give the way it needs to give. And that's all right. But anyway, the point of the scene was Garcelle was coming over to tell her about how, you know, basically that conversation we saw in episode one where Jackson Jade and her went on a picnic on the beach and, you know, Jade, he's just in love. He don't have a care in the world. So he's not thinking about all this other shit that Jax is thinking about. But Jax wants to go live with his dad he feels like Garcelle hasn't been a parent to him, like when he really needed her to be the past like two years or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's some COVID growing pains. A lot of us can't relate to this kind of stuff because we grown as fuck. You know, all y'all listening to me old as hell, <laughs> like I am, okay? So we can't relate to the bullshit. But, you know, they say, I keep hearing like all these like different psychology terms that like are related to COVID. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's saying like during them years, the, the lockdowns when I really needed you, you weren't there, or I don't know, something like that. I'm child, I'm pulling their strings. I don't know what the hell that boy was saying, but I don't know. I wish I had a rich ass mama to, because listen, the way me and my mom relationship set up, you know what? Let me not do that. I was about to go in on my mom. <laughs> and I already, for those of you that aren't, don't follow me on Instagram, y'all missed a lot of bullshit. I told a story recently about my mama talking about she's never had a blueberry before. When I tell y'all, that shit pissed me off so damn bad. Let me tell the story real quick, as a matter of fact. So my mom, my sister, and her boyfriend were all coming over that night. So, like, I stopped on the way home. I got some McAllister. You know, I got a lot of spuds. You know, I got some, uh, 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 uh you know, some soups. You know, we love, if you go to McAllister, you know, you got to get you a little piece of the chicken tortilla soup. You know, I love that. And then, most importantly, I got some salads, the pecan berry salads. Those are the ones we love. I brought the, the food home. We start eating. My mama feeding socks under the table like she always do. It's no matter. You know, she always feeds us. Okay. She starts saying the words black cherries. And I didn't know what the hell she was talking about, but I ignored it at first. After like the fifth or sixth time, she goes, uh, here, get you one of these. She said, these black cherries are so sweet. Here's socks. And she gave her one. And I, I finally asked, I said, what are you trying to say right now? Like, why do you keep saying black, ch black cherries? Like, what are you talking about? And she pointed to it. She's like, these. I said, mama, those are blueberries. Like, what, what do you mean? I was like, why don't you know the name of a blueberry? That lady looked me dead in my face and said, oh, I've never had one of these before. Ma'am, in a month, exactly, in exactly a month, you turned 65. You try to tell me you've never had a blueberry before. See, let me tell you why I know it's a lie, because I've bought her many a salad. I bought her many a salad, and I know they've had fruit in them. Especially, I bought her, like, the market salad from uh, Chick-fil-A, some salads from, like, the local places. I know I've gotten her the, well, I don't know if it's in the, the Wendy's salad, but I know I've gotten her some different salads that have had blueberries in them. This lady looked me in my face and told me she's never had a blueberry before. Pissed me off so goddamn bad I didn't know what to do. Like, why would you say that out your mouth? Why would you open your mouth and say, look me dead in my face? And then my sister, her petty ass, she go, well, maybe she ain't never had one. 
shut up. Like, shut that. You, I'm not talking to you because you clearly not being productive right now. Leave me the hell alone. You know what? I got pissed the fuck all over again. Let me uh, go to Portia's 15th birthday party. Hell. Lord, Kyle, Mauricio, Morgan, these tattoos, uh, the mother-in-law. It's all a lot, okay? Kyle's mother-in-law couldn't wait to rush over and ask Kyle about the state of her marriage. Child, I guess she has saw some, some news articles. You know, listen. You know, old folk, they be up on the YouTube and on the Instagram and, you know, they getting the notifications to their phone that tell them any kind of bullshit they want to hear. Listen, that lady had some questions, okay? Kyle was seen without a wedding ring, so, you know, that sparked all kind of, all kind of uh, rumors and rumors and nastiness. You know, it sparked all of that, okay? Listen, they getting divorced. Get over it, okay? They getting divorced, niece. Get over it. What I didn't expect was for the damn tattoos to be the reason that Mauricio got Kyle all the way together in that damn trailer like he did. Kyle told his mama that she had some tattoos. She told her the girls had some tattoos. And then out the side of her mouth said, well, you know, your son got a tattoo, right? The mama said she acted like she didn't care, but based on Mauricio's reaction, I bet his mama was acting nice for them damn cameras because he knew she was going to jump out the gym when she got his ass alone. This tattoo reaction was because of all the other shit that was going on. I don't know. I Look, Mauricio got pissed off easily. Kyle in that first episode was snipping at him. I don't know if all this shit is for the cameras or what, but clearly they not the same old happy lovey-dovey, oh, love bean couple that they used to be, so... I'm interested to see how this play out. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the dinner party from hell part three. That's go BT. I'm excited to see it <laughs> when it come. Okay. So that'll be good. That They uh premiered that clip at Bravo cons. That's one of the good things about Bravo con though, is that they, you know, they show you episodes, they show you clips, you know, they do that kind of stuff, but child, it ends up like getting shown on Instagram a minute later, so it don't really matter. It's okay. Look, I'm a, I promise y'all I'm going to go one year, and I'm going to tell y'all too so y'all can meet me there so we can have a good little time, okay? The episode ends with the ladies heading off to Las Vegas, okay? Sudden and Garcelle are hosting a little piece of party, but they're on Kyle's private plane, child. <laughs> Erica has them going to see Magic Mike so they can get some long dick, okay? Next episode looks interesting as hell because they go to Magic Mike and something causes Sudden to have like a breakdown, but we don't know what. All we know is that Erica was on stage busting it wide open with one of the Magic Mike dudes and honestly, same sis, okay? Sudden, get your panties out your ass and go have some fun. Beverly Hills, that was a good episode. That one actually made me laugh a lot, so good job, guys. I'm um, still enjoying the the rent of freedness. It looked like the drama really kicks off next week, so that'll be good. Let's get into Miami. The Real Housewives of Miami are bark, honey. They are bark, and I can't. I'm so excited. Y'all know how I feel about me some Gertie. I love me some Gertie, okay? But this cast as a whole, D damn livers, and I love it, okay? Let's kick off with them. We kick off with Alexia. Talking about, like, what an absolute asshole she was last season. But she seems to be owning up to her actions. We love growth, okay? Season four, Alexia, love. Season five, Alexia, not so much. So I'm ready to get back on the Alexia train if her ass acts right. And according to this episode, she really acted right. So I'm, I'm happy about it. Y'all know I'm actively ignoring Marisol like I always do. So if they start beefing... 
I, I want Alexia to like, I don't know, Alexia, if they start beefing, she might wind up being my favorite, okay? <laughs> that That's actually the end of the episode. So this is at the party that uh, Alexia throws, but you know how they, they start off with some shit that happened at the end of the episode, the end of the season, then they jump back to where it all begins. That's what we're doing now, okay? We start off with Lisa and Lassa and... uh. Uh, what's the damn boy name? Uh, Marcus, her boyfriend, Michael Jordan's son, and uh, Jody, Lisa's new man. He got money, so don't cry for her, Savannah. And they on a boat, and they hanging out on a boat, and they sitting on a boat, and they talking about the things, talking about how Lenny is raggedy. Uh, talking about, you know, Gertie and all that kind of stuff. They talking about a lot of shit. Ain't really got nothing to do with nothing, though, but this is when we find out that, uh, at some point, Lisa is going to get deposed and, you know, that, that'll take president, child. I don't know. Gertie pops up on Dr. Nicole and reminds us about the beef between her and Larsa. Also, this kind of like foreshadows all the stuff that's going on with her health. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to live through this with Gertie, okay? Y'all know how I feel about me some Gertie. I love me some Gertie. Anything happening with her needs to be positive so I can just say, yes, Gertie, yes. Yes, Gertie. Even though we did find out at BravoCon that she is cancer free. Yes, Gertie. She gets to ring the bell this very week. You better ring that bell. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Ring that bell, Gertie. I know that's right. Ring that bell. I'm still rooting for like a Gertie HGTV. TLC style show where she plans people's events. Okay, I, I like to see that. We also check in with Julian Martina, who remember she also is recovering from all kinds of like cancer treatments. She got hit with a double whammy. I think she had throat cancer and maybe breast cancer. It was two types of cancers. It was who a lot, but considering all that, Martina looks good on camera. Like she looks good. So I'm glad. Listen. She, okay, well, the downside or upside, depending on who you ask. She's lost like 20-something pounds, but she's doing better, so that's all good. The big thing we learned from this scene is that Alexia has reached out to Julia to kind of resolve their issues. Now, remember, last season, uh, Alexia was calling that girl a Russian prostitute. Like, it was all kind of stuff, okay? Well, she didn't call her a Russian prostitute, <laughs> but she said something real ignorant that we were all like, oh, girl. Like, she offended a whole damn nation, okay? So, that that's Alexia. She, if she go to offend you, she go offend everybody you care about, too. So, bada boom, bada bam, bada bam. But I like this. I like that she actually reached out to talk to Julia and to actually resolve the issues because nothing y'all had was that damn deep. It's that damn raggedy ass Marisol that's in between everything, making things go wrong. So don't don't let her get in between y'all shit. I like the lunch between Alexia and Julia. And I like that Julia stood up to Marisol about who to invite. Oh, no, no, no. She, wait a minute. See, I be getting these motherfuckers mixed up. I like that Alexia, there we go, stood up to Marisol about who to invite to the New Horizons party. There we go. But the funniest part about this was Julia reminding us that Cardi B said that Larsa was full of shit about having sex four times a night. Ooh, Lar you know what? Larsa is like my mama. She just say stuff just to say stuff. She just say it just to hear it out loud. I one up her. Because, like, girl, why would you say you never had a blueberry before? That's cr You know what? Let me, okay, look. It's about Larsa. It's about Larsa. 
It's not about me. Card being Larsa. Card being Larsa. Okay, there we go. I had to pull myself back down. Pull myself back down. Julia and Alexia, they got over their issues, and I'm glad they resolved them. But then it cuts immediately over to Alexia trying to resolve things with Adriana. This one doesn't go as well initially, especially since uh, Alexia really didn't want to make up with her because of Marisol. Adriana comes in. She's like literally, literally waving a white flag. Now, I don't know what big ass sheet she got to do this. That was a big ass flag. It looked like she literally went to Walmart, bought some twin side. You know, when you go into college, you buy them XL twin sheets because, you know, they, they, y'all know about college, okay? Bought them XL twin sheets and had just like a white one. It was just wave. That was a big ass flag that she got. Like, girl, you could have bought one of them little paper ones and just, dun, dun, dun. you could have, but you, you know what? She kind of right about you, Adriana. You always got to do the most, okay? You got to do the most, showing up with a prop. Now, we love a prop, okay? We love, but say the props for the reunions, like you did that letter. That damn letter that you wrote to Marisol's level, that shit was funny to me. I don't care who didn't laugh. I laughed at that shit. That shit was funny as fuck, okay? Look. Y'all know everything is lost on Alexia. Alexia didn't understand a damn thing that she was doing. She don't know nothing about waving a white flag. She don't know nothing about a truce, a, 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 a ceasefire, none of that. That lady was just mad she showed up with a damn prop. They argued for a long ass time, but then they finally agreed to move forward and be good people and all this kind of stuff, especially since Adriana broke up whatever that man was that was at that last party that they got to arguing at, so... Oh, Lord, they, they got a lot going on in Miami, okay? But ultimately, she ends up getting herself an invitation to the New Horizons party. So, bada boom, bada bam, ba bam, we got another one. So, the whole cast should be showing up. Everybody except Todd. <laughs> Alexia's New Horizons party. Todd said, I ain't coming to this shit, okay? He don't want them talking about that long-ass decrepit-ass apology video that he posted on Instagram to Dr. Nicole's man, okay? Do y'all remember that video? Like, at the time, we all thought it was, like, super strange because, one, he was reading off that paper verbatim. Like, at least get a teleprompter. Like, it was it was a lot going on. I, it was very off-putting, disconcerting. It was, it was a lot, okay? Adriana. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The one thing that made me audibly audibly laugh during this scene was Adriana talking about Lisa's new boyfriend, Jody living in the house that she used to live in with her ex-husband. The, the house we saw on this show a decade ago, many times. Okay. She said, Lisa is probably looking up at the same ceilings while she's having sex. I know that's right. Adriana, <laughs> at least you can laugh about it. Ain't you having sex in there no more? So that's okay. But you got, you'll, you'll find somebody to have sex with y'all. Just like sudden. We're going to get you and sudden on the main line. Find y'all some, you know, y'all keep saying y'all want some men. Y'all keep saying y'all want some ding, 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 ding. Well, Adriana said a lot more than sudden do, but she wants some ding-a-ling. We're going to find you some ding-a-ling. Okay. Gertie and Larsa. End up getting into it almost immediately at the damn New Horizons party. You know, Larsa. Larsa is not the most subtle of reality TV stars. Her brand of reality TV is just to walk up to you and be like, now, why are we beefing? Why you say this? Why you say that? You know, like, that's her brand of reality TV. It's not going to come up naturally in a conversation. No, she just wants to know why y'all beefing. She wants to get it cracking and tell what a rumor she heard about you whenever she can. So, you know what? Uh, do what you need to do, okay? Larsa can't figure out why everybody keeps calling her fake. It's but particularly in this moment, Gertie. Can I just say, though, because I want to focus on what's most important during this scene. 
Gertie's hair is laid, okay? Lizade at all times of the day. Every time Gertie steps on that scene, the fashions be on point. That her be on point. Listen, the things be on point, okay? You can say a lot about Gertie. You can't say that she can't dress, okay? Call her ranch because she be dressing. I know that's right, Gertie. Let me tell y'all something. Julia, I'm, I'm, I, Julia, you all right with me. I don't care what nobody say. Julia is finally figuring out how to be a housewife. She gets better each and every season. Her first season, she was delightful. You know, we, we liked Julia. We didn't have nothing against her, but she wasn't like one of the ones that was like getting it popping on the cast. Last season, she got into her stuff. She was not afraid to say what she needed to say. It seemed like her backstory, though, was more interesting than anything because, listen, Julia has some stories to tell, okay? But this season, Julia knew how to get it popping. Julia got it cracking at that New Horizons party. She called Marisol out for not wanting to be there and for harming Alexia's relationships with the other women, and it all went downhill from there, especially since Alexia did not even jump in to defend Marisol. I know that's right. Alexia, Alexia. Let that lady handle her own shit, okay? That ain't got nothing to do with you. Nothing. You just stay over there. Your, your husband already wasn't there, so you would have, well, you know what? Your husband wasn't there. Maybe you needed to defend Marisol because that was the one person you had at that party. But you know what? No, forget it. Don't defend her. Don't defend Todd. Just defend, who I want her to defend? Defend Gertie, okay? Don't defend nobody but Gertie. If it ain't Gertie, don't defend them, all right? That's all we need to know. I know the last little piece of this episode, though. <laughs> oh, oh, it broke my heart. Larsa and Gertie, that was, oh, it was too much for me. Gertie and Larsa went over to the side. Gertie kept saying, I'm going to need you. When I call you, come for me. Oof, we just... Uh, uh, she obviously she had found out the news before she came to this party, but we see that at the last little piece of the episode. She finds out that she has, she says she doesn't want to say the word, but it is cancer, which we knew, duh. I just told y'all she uh, says she's cancer free and she gets to ring the bell this upcoming week. But we in the moment, okay? It's just so hard to see it. The most positive person in Miami going through all of this. Gertie, you got all of my support, all of my love. I'm saving all my love for you. Oh, Gertie. Oh, boy. You know what? Let me go over to uh more ridiculous times. I'm going to pick my mood up. Let's talk about Potomac, okay? Potomac has premiered. We got a new housewife who ain't even in the opening credits yet. She ain't in the little title card. We don't know when that lady comes. Oh, she, actually, she comes next episode, I think. Her name, Nyuk. So I think Nyuk come next episode, okay? So we'll worry about Nyuk when she come, okay? But we ain't got to worry about her right now. Let's jump into the episode. Ciao. We kick off with Giselle of all people recapping the Juan Dixon of it all. Like Karen, duh, okay, she thrives on anything Dixon, anything negative concerning Robin. But come on, Giselle, don't let them play you against your player partner. Don't do that. We see Robin going through wedding photos, and Juan comes in, and he talks about the girl who, listen, the story where the girl was dating a Ravens player, a Baltimore Ravens player, and needed some money because she lost it at the casino. That that whole debacle that broke after they filmed the reunion, okay? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, the money associated with all of it, okay? 
the main things to take away from this scene were the firestorm that came because of this and how folks wanted her to address it on the show, meaning her cast members and the viewers of the show. But then two, how Candace specifically reacted to it all. We're going to get to Candace's reactions later, but basically Candace kind of went on the tirade on social media to anybody that listen, kind of talking about, you know, I feel like this is all a scheme that Todd set up to come at Chris with the bullshit. And, you know, fair, whatever. Listen, I also forgot that Juan Dixon lost his job. We talked about that. You know, he, they, oh, Lord. They talked about how it was because he didn't win enough games. They were saying that it, they thought it was, you know, people are going to think it's because of the allegations where, you know, the guy made the allegations against the school, how one of the coaches, oh, what was it? Look, I, something sexual, okay? It was some kind of sexual allegations and all the kind of stuff. So, look, they got a lot going on, okay? I, they're going through a damn lot. I forgot all about half of this shit. Lord Jesus. Oh, hop in my ride, stash this, hold that, be cool, turn the sound up and roll that. I forgot about a lot of this stuff, okay? One thing for sure, though, this season's going to shape up to be all about Robin. And as a little Robin, I'm here for it, okay? T, you bitches is mad. <laughs> Come on, little Robins. Little Robin, stand up. Stand up if you hear me, bitch. If you a little Robin, give me a five-star rating and review right now, motherfucker. If you a Karen fan, leave me alone. <laughs> No, y'all know I, I love the whole cast of Potomac. Y'all know I just love my green-eyed bandits a little bit more because they messy. Those are my girls. I love them, and I'm not going to apologize. Bloop. Candace, Karen, and Wendy meet up for drinks and tings and such. They're trying to basically get together and see how they move forward with the rest of the group. Mainly Robin. <laughs> Robin's really the only one that comes up. They say, you know, like, oh, I'm good with Josea. Well, hold on. Karen says, I'm good with Giselle, but then all of them kind of say that they're not good with Robin. The main thing I pulled out of this scene is that they're ready to go on the offensive and that Wendy looked good as fuck in that confessional, okay? Wendy looked good. Now, I don't know if it was green or yellow. It was one of them, you know, kind of, you know, I don't know if them jewel tones or what. I was about to show my, listen, I was about to show my slip a little bit. But y'all know the colors I'm talking about. It, it was somewhere in that family and it looked real good against her skin, okay? The hair was good. The makeup was good. Wendy, you look good. Maybe I was so thrown off by that uh, whatever the fuck that was Karen had on top of her head. Now, the black look that Karen had, I like that. The all black on black on black. I'm all black on black on black fan. She looked good in that. The other stuff, uh, I, uh, I don't know, girl. Ashley has moved to what she calls the seaside child. Now, look, I don't know if she's actually moved. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually, you know, a body of water next to where she at, or she's just referring to that tight-ass decor. It, it, okay, now, look, it looked like she went in at home when they had, like, one of them going out of business sales, and the the people left all the seashells and the all the, like, the beach decor off in there, and she just picked it all up, child. It, I don't know what it was, but I like this scene, though, because... Ashley was basically saying she's dragging her feet with this divorce because she ain't getting no alimony. Listen, I know that's right, Ashley, okay? You have to be married to that man. Drag your damn feet. Get every dollar, cent, coin you can out of him, okay? Drag them feet like you got a goddamn club foot, okay? Keep making that man pay for everything until you get into a situation where you could do it alone, okay? Now, look, what I have bought, 
a $2.2 million home if my only source of income was this reality TV show and my ex-husband? Um, probably not. Who I look like? British Williams? No, I'm, I'm okay. Look, that was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. British, come on the podcast. I, that was a cheap shot. I didn't mean I was just playing, girl. I'm sorry, British, okay? Uh, but I guess, you know, as long as them kids are young, do whatever you do, Ashley, okay? Her and Giselle are on FaceTime. and to- Oh, let me hold on. There was a particular point in this damn episode in Ashley's house when Dylan and Dean, I don't know who's the older one. I think Dean is the older one, maybe. When Dean pulled Dylan up on that counter and them cameras were just looking and nobody would say a word, Ashley had her back turned. That shit had my nerves so goddamn bad. I didn't know what to do. Now, did I get tickled? Yep. But that don't mean nothing, okay? I did, It was a lot going on. I, oh, 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 oh. oh, Lord. Her and Giselle are on FaceTime talking about inviting over Sharice and Robin to kind of have like a come to Jesus moment with Robin. And Ashley reminded us that every time she's gotten in Robin's business in the past concerning her and Juan, uh, she's had to dodge a few ass whoopings, okay? She's had to, you know, duck a few fades. She had to, you know, back bend off ass whooping. That's just what she had to do. And you know what? I respect it, Ashley. You got to dodge a couple ass whoopings sometimes to make good TV. And good TV, Potomac, you have consistently done. So I thank you. Jason from Summer House is on her. I keep forgetting that him and Giselle are knocking the boots, okay? Knocking the boots, okay? She met him through Ashley and Luke, and they've been going together for a while now. They've been, they they go together real bad, okay? I love this. It's a 16-year age difference between them. Giselle is the older woman. Jason, the, the young tenderoni. It's a good look, Giselle getting her, uh, you know, her groove back. Now, for me, this is the perfect relationship, okay? I have told y'all many a times on this show what I want, okay? Long distance. This is what I like. But close enough to see each other, like, every other week. That'll be good for me. You stay a week. You know, we, we knock the boots. We eat together. We go out on the scene. You know, it's real good. But then you leave my house. That's the most important part about being in a relationship with me. You leave my house. That's what I like. I thought this scene, though, like the kids, they they seemed really, really, really like Jason. Uh, Grace gave him a, a, an A minus. She liked some, you know, that he was cooking with. I think it was a door. I don't think it was Angel. Child, I'd be forgetting sometime, though. But, you know, it seems like it's all good. This is such a wholesome scene. I, well, wholesome mixed in with a little nastiness. <laughs> Giselle was glowing and blushing and things. Jason was trying to be cute and change that image a little bit. <laughs> Depending on which uh, side of the winter house bed you wake up on, okay? We check in on Mia and Gordon. And how they've downsized their homes from 11,000 square feet to 1,500 square feet. Now, that is an adjustment, okay? They talked about how Gordon's brother pushed him out of the company and how Gordon is owed half a million and he ain't leaving until he get it. Now, see, this is the thing with me. All them damn clinics y'all opened, really, you only owed half a million? Why does that seem so low to me? But then when I think about it, I remember Mia talking about her salary and talking about how she made 
six figures. And I'm like, I thought you were the owner in a lot of, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Let me stop. Maybe they needed to reinvest a lot of money or something. I don't know. The fight we, we learned at that last reunion, the finances ain't financing the way they're supposed to finance. Okay. So let me see out them people business. We're reminded though, during this scene that Mia and Karen don't fuck with each other no more because Mia said that rumor on camera about Karen fucking that man in the bathroom in Las Vegas, okay? A man that wasn't Ray. Child, Gordon encouraged her to call Karen and, you know, smooth things over, resolve things, you know, get back on a, a even playing field, which is good. But let's get back to the money, okay? That's what I'm curious about. I want y'all to predict. I don't care if you leave me a comment on Instagram, a DM, a story reply, like what, whatever you need to do, a five-star rating review, a, a, a Q&A on Spotify. I want to know, do y'all think Mia and Gordon divorced solely because of the money or do you think it was other things that we don't know about? I think it's because of the money. <laughs> Mia is all but admitted to being a gold digger, so... And there might be a harsh word for it, but I mean, that's what she said. She said, maybe I married him for his money. I don't know. Maybe so, girl. I know that's right. Anyway, we check in on Candace and Chris, too, and they're on like a little, you know, a little picnic. They haven't seen each other in a while. Chris said it's been six months. She said three. You know, he being dramatic, I'm sure. Uh, but we check in with them, and the crux of the conversation is really about her resolving her issues with Robin. Surprisingly, you know, if you know what you know about last season, surprisingly, Chris seems to be encouraging of a conversation between the two of them. We love resolution, okay? I was surprised, though, that he was so open to this, considering that he was kind of the the one that they're making it seem like was the the vic... Not the, how do I say this? The one that, that took the brunt of the hits last season. There we go. The, that person. And they're kind of making it seem like Robin was to blame for it. Like, everybody was coming to... Robin's aid to kind of shield her. So, yeah, I guess we'll see that conversation. I don't know, next week, maybe the week after, some week, child. We'll, we'll see a little something. Okay, this conversation with Robin, Giselle, Sharice, and Ashley at Hotel Giselle. First of all, every time somebody comes walking down this path next to Hotel Giselle, I screamed, okay? It reminded me of my all-time favorite Potomac episode, which was the Reasonable or Shady episode where they announced the podcast in the middle of an active construction zone at Giselle's house. Love it, okay? Candace trying to tiptoe down that damn steep-ass driveway kills me every single time. Robin finally announced, like, arrived. I'm sorry. She finally arrived. And the tough love is in abundance, okay? It arrives as soon as she gets her wine and sits the fuck down. They bring up everything from the girl at the nail salon, the co-worker at the laundromat, the Ravens girl, everything. Robin says it's all a lie, but you gotta give this group of girls more than that because they'll jump you, Robin. They will jump the fuck out of you, okay? Robin looked like she could fight, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Robin looked like if, if she can't fight, she looked like she can windmill a motherfucker. And I know that's right, Robin. I do love that they talked about not just the rumors, but the optics of it, which I felt like they were going to ignore because we're on reality TV. But it's very important because that's what we, the fans, 
at least talked about for a good portion. Like, since all this shit was out there, and you know your wife is on reality TV where she has to fight for her motherfucking life all the time, why move the way you're moving? And it's all valid. Like, that's, that's valid stuff for her friends to raise. Robin kind of goes on the defensive, but then Sharice tears up and opens up about Eddie being a thought pocket all over the East Coast. And, you know, Robin feels like Sharice is implying that their situations are the same. But then, this is such a tangent, but then Sharice brings up Watch What Happens Live, which, side note, y'all kill me not calling a thing a thing. The fact that you know how they go to the reunions and they're like, oh, the last time we were all in New York or the last time these this group of girls was together. Y'all kill me with that shit. I talk about that all the time on the podcast. Y'all kill me with that. Listen, Sharice said when you were on that show in New York, I automatically assumed she was talking about the reunion. Child, that lady was talking about watching what happens live. Girl, I thought you were talking about Kelly Ripper and Mark Consuelos or something. I ain't know what the fuck you were talking about. Y'all got to cut that shit out. Look, overall, I thought this was actually a really smart move for this particular group of the cast because they got accused of, like, bringing a smear campaign against Chris Bassett last year in an attempt to keep the spotlight off of Robin. So now they called, like, their core group of girls over and they held Robin's feet to the fire so that the perception, at least, is, like, that they're not biased and that they're, you know, trying to help Robin out, but they're open to calling anybody out. Like, it was a smart, really, really smart strategy. I'm sure Giselle was behind it. It was good. Like, that's absolutely what I would have done. Told me, okay, look, bitch, we got to call you over here. We got to talk about some things. We got to put it all out there. We're going to make it seem like we're concerned, but look, we just going to put it out there. You can cuss us the fuck out later. Don't worry about it right now. Not on camera. Because you cuss me out on camera, I have to cuss y'all back. But don't worry about it right now. We'll talk about that later. It was a smart move. I liked it. Potomac, that was a fantastic premiere. I'm into it. There wasn't a show that I watched that I didn't like this week, so... I mean, I I watched all of them on Sunday, so I wasn't watching. You know, listen, nowadays it's kind of hard for me to watch stuff live. I just don't feel like it, okay? I be doing other shit. But I get around to it, okay? Usually next day on Peacock, because, you know, I like them to pop up with a, a, a uncensored episode every now and then. So they don't do that for shit but reunions, but that's okay. I can hope. But I enjoyed this. I also enjoyed the premiere of Married to Medicine. You know what I didn't enjoy, though? Them constantly playing this trailer they did at the beginning of the episode that's all focused around Mariah when y'all know that y'all kicked her off this damn show, but y'all want to use her to promote the damn show. Boy, fuck y'all. I see. I done not recap this shit, this bald-headed ass TV show, but I'm going to do it anyway because Phaedra on here, and I know y'all excited, and I'm going to do it because y'all ticked me off, okay? Child. Phaedra is on here, and Jackie and Heaven introduce, not Heaven, child, Big Lee, Big Heaven Lee, introducing her, it tickled the hell out of me, okay, oh, you know she's dating a cardiologist, oh, you know, Phaedra, that Phaedra is such a boss, listen, what they trying to say is, I know y'all wondering why the fuck this lady on here, and out on the Atlanta Housewives where her ass belong, look, technically she got a juris doctorate so that's close enough okay it got the word doctor in it that's all we damn need child phaedra is dating a nigerian pediatric cardiologist now i don't know why i had to throw nigerian in there (laughs) you know why i threw it in there 
all being messy. Because y'all remember they were saying that Mr. Chocolate, you y'all remember they were saying Mr. Chocolate was uh, Jamal Bryan. Y'all remember that for a while. And, and <laughs> Jamal ain't Nigerian, but you know what? Let me move on. Okay. Um... I'm glad they introduced her immediately, though. Like, they threw her right in the mix instead of doing that dumb shit where they wait three or four episodes and not get around to it. Like, no, give us the fresh cast that we need. Like, this is what we want. Give us Phaedra. Y'all know why we're here. I love it. They didn't wait them episodes. They just gave it to us right in the premiere. And, like, opening scene, too, because normally we got to wait, like, halfway through if we get her in the first episode. Or she gets introduced, like, as a friend of and then pops up. In the opening credits on the next episode. Y'all, y'all know how Bravo work by now. A lot of dumb shit. Across town, though, Simone and Cecil have Toya and Big Genie come over to their house. They talk about Dr. Greg and how he's about to get married again and all this kind of stuff. Look, they thought that Quad had scared this man away from matrimony. And look, Quad has just kept idea too, okay? But apparently not. Soon after, which I wasn't expecting... Greg and his new wife, Letitia, a.k.a. Sweet Tea. Now, y'all know I'm only referring to her as Sweet Tea here on now. That is Sweet Tea. If she want me to call her Sweet Tea, I'm going to call her Sweet Tea, okay? It's much easier to spell, too. Um, Sweet Tea show up, and we learn how Greg and Sweet Tea met and fell in love. I kind of love this story. I'm not going to lie. She slid in that man's DMs and told him, I can give you what you need. They showed the messages and everything. She said, I can give you what you need. That lady didn't even live in Georgia and said, I'm only one flight away. I know that's motherfucking right, okay? That's how you do it, okay? See, she got flewed out and the rest is history. Y'all better get your, look, you better go be a city girl. Get on your city girl shit if you're trying to find your forever. Stop that. Ooh, you know what? I was about to show you somebody real bad, one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Take a sweat. But I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk about how her and Travis Kelsey be done anymore. I'm not going to talk about that, okay? I ain't going to talk about that, how I'm tired of seeing her at them games and how they only focus on her and I can't watch football no more. I'm not going to talk about that, okay? I ain't mentioning none of that. Um, Seeing Alora and Heavenly going shopping for prom dresses is wild, wild to me. I can't believe it's been like almost a decade since we met Alora and Heavenly too shit. Heavenly trying to have that girl dressing like a damn pilgrim or like one of the handmaids from the handmaid's tale. Heavenly, these young girls do not be dressing like that for prom no more. They just take a piece of scotch tape and cover up their nipples and they walk right out the door, okay? All these damn prom poses and prom entrances and rip me out the plastic I've been acting brand new. All this shit's so damn dramatic, but I always watch it. I ain't gonna lie. I always watch it. Shit was really, it's really changed, but as long as you got the scotch tape on, damn it, you okay with me. Let's jump to Sweet Tea's engagement hold down or child whatever the fuck this event was okay not them going to quad's old house aka sweet t's new house for this damn party bitch listen before i talk about this party i just want to point out this sweet tweet sweet child sweet sweet sweeping on some the sweet tea is actually a twin leticia and kanisha now look this how my mind worked why was the first thing that I thought about 
<laughs> the first thing I thought about was basketball wise when they found out Malaysia's real name was LaQuisha. So they started calling her LaQuisha Malaysia. Ch <laughs> it's giving Shannon and Sinead, okay? It's giving Carisha and Jatavia. Okay, let me stop. Phaedra came up in there throwing shade immediately. She saw them big ass panties that Sweet T had on up under them Daisy Dukes. Phaedra, please, okay? I ain't gonna lie, they were some BADs, though, some big-ass draws. <laughs> they weren't even, they definitely weren't Victoria's Secret. Then with some of them, like, big Walmart panties that you buy five in a pack, you know, they don't They don't even come in a pack, they just come on that little hanger, and so they, <laughs> that hanger, they got their rack on it, and they hang the panties across the rack, but they seal them all up so you can't just steal one pair of <laughs> Let me stop, I'm just so damn stupid, I'm getting delirious at this point, I've been recording too long. Child, Heavenly comes right in and starts some shit. She picking shit with Simone. She asking Sweet Tea questions. Uh, 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 talking about Qua was a gold digger, but Sweet Tea digging for copper because she don't know what gold is. Goodness gracious. I hope Phaedra and Heavenly bump heads at some point this season because that would be hilarious. That would be a battle of the ages right there. They, they would be funny as Finnook. Toya is just as messy, though, because she asked, you know, obviously the question that we all want to know, where is Quad? Once again, once again, Quad doesn't have to show up for work, but that's okay. All the others do, but Quad just be off on her own, child. She was at home playing with them last wigs, but that's okay. But then she asked Phaedra if she was handling Quad's DUI. Now, chat, did I miss that? Is this a real thing? Did Quad have a DUI? I mean, I know, listen. No, that was Toya. Uh, Quad was bringing up, I was about to say I remember season one, but that was Quad bringing up Toya's DUI or Hit and Run or something like that. It wasn't the actual, th I don't know. I, I must have missed that, but I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see if Quadria Webb really got a DUI out there because I'm nosing. We couldn't clock the Tito because Simone and Heavenly started arguing immediately. They arguing about Simone not referring Sweet Tea to Dr. Jackie for fibroids and a whole argument. This you know what? This is a different kind of show. This is the only kind of show you can argue about fibroids on. What kind of damn pandemonium breaks out because motherfuckers arguing about fibroids? That's some cold shit right there. I kind of love it. <laughs> kind of love to see it. Well, the closest thing we get was, no, they never argued about Sheree's fibroids over on, uh, or Cynthia's fibroids on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know, but I guess, child. At least we know Heavenly is still messy. Toy is still messy and can dress. Uh, Simone can still shatter a small damn planet when she screams at the top of her lungs. It's a lot of stuff that we can, you know, we can, we just still know because of this premiere. Y'all, I enjoy premiere week. Premiere week was given what it had need to have given. I'll be back later on this week. I'm gonna try to give y'all a, a Marvel episode to lead up to the Loki finale because. We got some things to talk about. Marvel been kind of showing their ass, and we need to talk about some things, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick, and we'll see ya! Oh, wow! You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. 
Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at Reality Comics 2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.